0: Hello everybody, we're back again with another Weekender, and this week I'm joined by Justin Free and Brother Lloyd.
1: Yeah, did you miss me peeps? Did you Lloyd miss me? Well, of course, of course I missed
0: you. Let's
2: say
3: yes.
0: Co-
3: it's always in the comments nowadays, I'm reaching out for you, you and Warren. <laughs> that I don't
1: know, I don't know. We're old news. It makes us, it us feel
0: very upset and unwanted.
1: Yeah. That's a nice change to see where is Warren and where is Lloyd, rather than why is Free not in there, isn't it? <laughs> and now you've but, mentioned it, that will be the next cheers in,
0: <laughs> yeah. in the intro.
3: Yeah, I Yeah, I've said it. I said every single episode, I'm subliminally yeah. placed through every episode. Just smiling to it makes
0: sense. Every that's every. Episode. And speaking of intros, that was a heck of an intro to kick off the show with yeah. the showdown at Retribution trailer. So that's the new starter set. Coming for Wild West Exodus, and yep. it's going to be a shiny new third edition as well.
2: They've added in all of the erratas to the the book that's coming in the box, so it is completely up to date, which is really nice.
0: Mm.
3: So this is a two player starter set. So we've got two factions. Who are they?
0: We have the delightful Enlightened and the terrible Union.
3: What? <laughs> <laughs> so I know who's taking what side then. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Mister Grave Robbing, you know,
1: sitting beside me there.
0: <laughs> but, uh, nothing.
1: I think one, of the, <laughs> one of the big bits to notice good, yeah. but one of the big things to note about that is i think it's all plastic than that starter set mm. as well as far as we're aware yep it is a 100 percent plastic
2: set for you and a mate to get into the game and it's got everything in the box you need so your cards your tokens your templates all your dice all just sitting there crack open the box get the in built, belt get some paint on them and get
0: gaming
1: yeah a true let's club together you and me mates let's go in on this, let's get playing
0: type box set. If you are planning on getting involved with a mate, we Mm. have something coming to help you out with that as well. Yeah. So we will be joining forces with Chris from War Cradle Studios uh, and myself and Justin will be going through the Global Gunslinger League which is a title put together by Warren because he doesn't have to say it out loud. (laughs) It's a
3: narration because we all had fun on the lockdown leisure league, didn't we?
0: Well, some of us (laughs) did, some of us didn't. Uh, But kicking off in November, uh, myself and Justin will be going through uh, with Chris and there'll be a whole host of videos coming out that will show you how to build miniatures, paint them up, uh, play some intro games. Chris will be showing us what exactly we need to do in a, a course of videos to take the factions from the two-player starter set and expand them into full posse, so that you've got the sort of tournament legal-sized uh, games under your belt. So we're we're going to be going through, I think, six different steps on that. If you follow the path of conquest, it's going to be very similar uh, to how we went with that Who's home? time. As I alluded to earlier, the, the filthy union—he's always union. <laughs> He's got a can of blue agree, spray Robert. somewhere. Mm. I've got a can of blue spray, and therefore I'm going to be the Union, I think is what he said.
2: No, um, no, no. Union have always been my favourite faction.
0: Any particular reason?
2: Honestly, they have big guns. Big uh, guns. You know. I, yeah. I, I, I want to get a Rolling Thunder on the field at some point. I've
0: no idea what that is. Well, I know what that is because I played Rolling Thunder on the new Geo years ago. <laughs> it's a side scrolling 'em up game. I don't know what that's yeah. got to do with this. <laughs> Very sure. Let, let's go
2: with that, Jerry. Let
0: it's fine. Just go with that. No surprises in your near future. Well, for my enlightened, thankfully, I've got myself a giant mechanical spider
2: because oh. I
0: will be breaking out the wiki wiki wawa.
3: Wiki wawa west. <laughs> it's
0: cool. But, I think
1: I think yeah. I'm going to do have like some build guides as well for anybody who's super new into the hobby. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. think John is going to do some paint tutorials as well to get some schemes yeah. up and running.
0: We are literally yep, yep, going to yep. take you by the hand and step by step drag you into the first steps of hobbying until you're a pro so come christmas day you'll be able to ruffle stomp anybody with the best of them even if you've never picked up a dice or a miniature before in your life that's how comprehensive this is going to be
1: yeah and with it kicking off in november it gives people time hopefully to maybe even get yeah. their box sets oh yeah
0: yeah yeah due for due for release, i think last day of october um, yes. I so think
1: pre-orders, pre-orders in October for sure. Pre-orders in says October in the trailer.
0: and, and uh, released on, I want to say the 30th, because I think the 30th is a Saturday. So that's the, the release date. So you'll have a few weeks to get them. And if you do know what you're doing, you can already get stuck in. Uh, if you don't, then you know we'll be coming shortly afterwards to help you build them, paint them up. And then, like I say, we'll have those sit down chats with Chris to go through the best way to develop your posse and uh, get them table-worthy in uh, no time at all.
1: Oh, on top of that, I think we're going to have some chats with Chris from War Cradle Studio about um, the design process and things like that as well. Ooh. I think that's in the pipeline, um, Justin, isn't it? I've
2: I've already sat down with Chris. I've got them in the can. <gasps> but I'm, I'm I'm just trying to... <laughs> and not give anything away too early. There are, there are exciting things coming and it's some really interesting chats I've I've been able to have with Chris. So make sure you stay tuned. Does he
1: mentioning about the campaign booklet? Because I was looking like, oh, there's a campaign booklet in there as well. Well, I can tell you there's a campaign booklet, but that's about it.
0: Yeah. He is such a tease,
3: isn't he? <laughs> uh,
2: Shocking. Ah, Shocking of keen, keen keen. Speaking,
1: <laughs> speaking of being teased, you yeah. guys out there teasing us as a community at the minute, because we're so close now to hitting that one hundred 100,000. So if you you're sitting the on the awesome. fence and haven't bloody well subscribed, flip and smash that button to get your chance to win that bloody box. Yeah, that or borrow your nan's phone.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> like that, it's, it's an option.
1: It's it, if
0: yeah. you're looking to pick up a copy of Kill Team Octarius for nothing at all, all you need to do is be a subscriber when we hit that big 100k and we're not far away from that at all but shall we move on with the show sure take a look at our indie of the week and this week justin you've picked all rolled up
2: yes yes this is a company that i i find at uk games expo a few years ago they were on our live stream and honestly it's something that i've been thinking about recently Is we we're always talking about miniatures terrain how about we talk a little bit about role-playing games so they, this company does like some nice peripheral pieces for folks who like the role-playing games and they actually do some stuff that's partnered up with well-established role-playing games that I think everyone's going to find really, really cool. But the key piece that they make is what they call the all-rolled-up product. So it's like a small, like, rolled-up fabric satchel piece that you can hold all of your mainstay components that you need as a role-player and just carry it around with you. You know, just pop it in your backpack, pop it in your satchel, pop it in your handbag, off you go. So this stuff here, we're talking about then, Dustin. Yes, and what I love about it is there are so many different designs that these guys do and some of them are absolutely gorgeous i have one of these at home uh i so, think it was a, a fighting fantasy one
3: what's it look like inside so obviously it's all wrapped up it's all rolled up oh uh, but inside you can obviously what's all rolled up what is to
2: be rolled what do you put inside so it? It, it rolls out and you can see you've got the nice big graphic when it's all rolled out mm-hmm. And on the inside, you have like a bunch of little pockets, pouches and stuff like that. I think Lloyd's one that he has picked here is like a single large pouch. You've got spaces for your pens, little notepads, a little dice pocket, little token pocket, things like that. So it's it's really just a nice little thing that just instead. Right. How many times have you been hunting through your backpack, your satchel, whatever, and trying to hunt out all of the bits that you had brought along to your role playing night? You know, this is just, it's in there, it's in the front pocket. There we go. Roll it out. And it's all just sitting out in front of you looking pretty. And I really
3: like it. A bit of organization for your role play game. Mm-hmm.
1: So what else do they do other than these mats? Not mats. What are these? Rolls, I guess all you would them, call them. It's all
2: rolled up, is what yeah. they call it. And the other things that they do. So they've got Ooh. bit trays. Oh,
1: bit trays. So they're,
2: they're little snap-together trays. Like I believe they're neoprene. And whenever they snap together, it literally just gives you a nice little tray you hold all your token pieces together so you're not going to roll into this but you know the way some characters they need a bunch of different tokens and stuff and Mm -hmm. even for like board games and things it can get really messy across the table with just piles upon piles of tokens these you can just lay them out and just keep everything nicely separated
0: so i I know
2: some people they they like to just be able to pick quickly instead of just mushing through a pile of tokens
1: it's handy they've got a whole variety of colors though because then you can quickly see at a glance oh the green ones are that's this, and the yellow ones are that. Here's my health, yeah, here's, my got wins, my, here's my action. action.
3: That's a great idea. I really I love the way that it's portable, in a way, because it, I think that's a great way about it being neoprene, is that you can snap it into place for what you want to do and, I suppose, roll it all up afterwards for you to take. Yes. it.
1: Yeah, so it's just like their dice trays as well, these neoprene dice trays. Yeah, yeah. It's just, just a smaller a version. One. But really again,
2: nice. the, dice trays are something that has become a bit of a standard, this style of a thing in our industry. Mm-hmm. and it's always just nice to see the different designs that some people throw onto them because fine it's nice to have a dice tray but you want a pretty dice tray don't you there has to be a pretty dice tray in here that you would want
3: oh they've got
1: one, Elizabeth they've got official ones as well
3: yeah, yeah.
0: they have a, a range of people from Chaosium, uh through to Free League uh, Ulysses Spiel uh, Pathfinder Cubicle 7 all sorts so so if you're a fan of the c- like I am, then there's a ton of stuff in from Chaosium, or if uh, Vesson from uh, the guys at Free League, they've got that as well, along with things from the Flood and uh, and the Loopy Tales. So I've some, seen some
3: a lot for it's seen a lot for Call of Cthulhu as well.
0: They've
3: got hmm. a bit on there as well. Oh enough, man, I've yeah. just
1: I've just seen I've just seen this. Well, it's not it's not particularly this that I want, but it makes me want one that has the map from Time Bandits in it. In that, in that, case, <laughs> that would be amazing.
0: <laughs> divert temporarily from the dice trays then. Okay. If you go up to um, their book section yeah, and see the very top left, the D Sanction. Yeah. So these guys are actually, the uh, I think, the, the publisher slash supplier for this. So this is a game of um, Elizabethan mystery. Oh, and issues. So you've got that dice tray, obviously, but they've also got the coin, and they've got a big felt map of London. So if people aren't aware, John D was uh, one of Elizabeth's spies. Oh yes, people may may not know the name, but they may know his code number, which was double O seven. Ah, that's where uh, it was stolen from. So, so John D was an interesting fellow. Uh, also, there's a, a whole mystical side of things as well, hence the Enochian symbol that they have available as a yeah. game. And I really like the, the fact they've got like a felt map of London as well in that period.
3: I like felt maps as well. Felt maps are a little different. There's always hmm. something like a cloth bound or a felt map that just makes it
0: special. I mean, I have no idea if that is required to interact game-wise um, with all the things or if that's just something Wacky and nice to have, such a table when you're playing. Um, but it certainly offers up a whole host of. Uh,
1: hey, face masks as well. Keep them with the times. <laughs> <laughs> well, on,
2: honestly, I think I'm not sure 100%. These <laughs> folks may have been involved with the one that you got at UK Games Expo with the big dragon on it.
3: Huh.
2: I think they may have been involved. I'm not 100% sure, so don't quote me on that.
3: Oh, see, these are nice. Yeah. I remember seeing these at UK Games Expo. Are
2: these 3D printed?
1: Yep, 3D they, 3D they 3D. look like they've been run off a filament printer. <laughs> yeah, 3D oh, printed. Awesome. There's the levels in it. Element. Mm. Element. Oh, you can actually see the dice as they tumble down then.
2: That's nice.
3: Okay. Ah.
0: Like a helter-skelter.
3: Detention.
0: All you're missing <laughs> is a tiny little sack for your dice to set on as they slide down.
1: Right. What? Oh, that's a good point. Like, They should have had this raised up on a plinth, as much as I hate plinths. If you (laughs) put that on a plinth, then you could put that beside your dice tray and then you could have your dice rolled down and and into your tray. So like you want a little mini crash mat? Yeah.
3: Yes. little ball pit at the
1: bottom of it. Yeah. It's like a slide. For anybody who can't stand the sound of dice, what you're playing board games for in the first place, you're screwed. (laughs) But if you really can't stand the sound of dice, the neoprene mat sucks it up. Yeah, you, know, you don't get that table crash. I
2: I do like the idea that they do stuff that's with other games. So if you're, say you're playing Soulbound, you can get the matching stuff from these guys to keep it all themed on the tabletop. Yeah. DM. And I think that maybe makes a nicer player experience whenever it's all themed from the DM. Everything yeah. he's using is themed to the game you're playing and everybody else can do whatever the hell they want.
1: Ooh.
3: Got a yeah. lot of dice
2: as yeah. well, haven't they? Yeah, they, they do some stuff with uh, the folks over at Chessex who do some absolutely gorgeous
0: like poly dice and mm. regular dice sets. Chessex and Q workshop as well. Mm-hmm. So they're essentially the, the two main people for your go to for Yeah, I've dice. got quite a lot of Chessex dice.
3: Mm-hmm. Which oh, means they rack
0: in at different uh different prices.
3: Mm-hmm
0: there's nothing like a nice set of cheap polyhedral. (laughs) And some of those are nothing like a nice cheap set of polyhedrals.
3: Exactly.
2: uh,
0: When you're going a two-tone one for a specific company and you go, ah, this matches our sky motif. (laughs) You two can pay £20 for it. I'd rather (laughs) not. Just have three sets of two-tone from somebody else. It's Modiphius' D6 for...
3: um, Uh, It's nice that they do bespoke stuff. That's really nice. You don't necessarily have to go straight to Modiphius and buy it on their website. Or... That's very cool.
2: Just being able to get things handy. like that separate. You know, just if a, a component
1: from a game you really, really like and you just want to have lots of it for all of your gaming. You can just uh, go and grab all of that. Just looking at this, I'm like, oh, God, I have to go and have a look, see if someone can do me some custom dice because now I want the cubes from Terahawks. <laughs> <That'd be> amazing. <laughs> and then I want, and cool. I want some of those round dice that are spheres. For yes. the for the spherical guys from Terhawks as well. Oh, I <laughs> see. What cool. I kind of want is a
2: set of dice done as the companion cube from Portal.
3: Ooh, that's cool, Jeff. That
2: would, yeah, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah,
3: that but is. No, cool.
2: overall, they're they're a really nice little company. They they do some really cool stuff, and some of the partnerships they have, it just it really lets folks, you know, theme their role playing nights and keep it, you know, just all on. I hate to put it this way. But that's the only way I can think to say it keeps it on brand. Yeah, it, it keeps it
3: on the oh. tabletop, does it? Oh, oh. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. Oh, I agree with you, though. I certainly agree. I think it's a really nice thing for GMs, especially, um, like you said before, Justin, having everything thematically on the table. Um, just literally imagine walking into a place, starting up a game, and you've got everything themed your screen, your dice tray, your map, everything with all the same thing. And I think that's lovely. I think that's a really nice way to create a world yeah. uh, just by using your accessories.
0: I didn't realise they did the free league maps as well in felt. Nice. Because I have them in paper form. But it's not something I particularly want to roll out on a regular occasion.
3: <laughs> roll oh, out the felt map. Very
0: oh, pride. I love myself a good map. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Something special about a map. Especially handy if players are being introduced to a completely new um, game. You can yeah. at least give them a, a rough heads up of where things are. Yeah, you it's feel grounded in the world whenever you see
2: it, and you're told, "Yeah, you're by this mountain range at the foot of it, and guess what? Your quest is at the top. Cool climbing.
1: Go <laughs> <laughs> fun. Sweet. Well, mm-hmm. definitely something to check out. Mm-hmm. But I think it's time for the news.
0: Coming to you from the center of northwestern Europe, covering board games, war games, card games, and all that you love. It's the f- news. <laughs> All right, then. So, kicking things off for the news this week is Games Workshop and some news from Aeronautica Imperialis that the Wrath of Angels starter set is uh, dogfighting its way onto a tabletop shortly. So, this is a new starter set featuring the Adeptus Astartes and the Eldari, or Space Marines and Eldar for people of an age who don't want to try the tongue twister every time.
2: Or he uh, just so, wants to say it right, right? You
0: know <laughs> that too. Uh, so the box set will contain everything you need to get playing with these two new factions on the uh, the tabletop for your games of Aeronautica Imperialis. So you get your rulebook, all the tokens you need, and then two sets of miniatures. Uh, right. The rather sleek and sophisticated Eladari force is made up of Nightwing fighters. And some Phoenix bombers. And a nice touch on the Night Wings is that you can have the wings swept forward or backwards. So you can lock S-foils in attack positions. Pretty sure that's what they're called.
3: (laughs) We'll go with it. We're on on. with it.
0: Then for the Adeptus Astartes, they have the Xiphon interceptors, uh, so a fighter class space marine flyer, and also the Storm Eagles looking. Better proportioned, I would say, in tiny scale than they are in 28mm, where they Mm. look like just a brick with wings. Uh, So a a ton of firepower on the Storm Eagles, um, which you're probably going to need, because I imagine you're not going to be hitting particularly often. But when you do, you'll be looking to take people down. Another thing that they're releasing, or in this case, re-releasing, are the accessories and extras for Aeronautica Imperialis. You have all of the ground assets, uh, which haven't been around in a little while now. Uh, So if you're looking to get your hands on those, I don't know if they're gonna be a mainstay or if these are gonna be another limited, grab them while you can. Uh, They didn't survive much contact with the enemy for the first round of Aeronautica Imperialis. So I can't imagine these are gonna be sticking on the shelves particularly long. Uh, But if you want to sort of 2.5 your tabletops, uh, remove the tokens and replace them with some nice gun emplacements, then uh, it's worth picking up that asset pack. Apart from all of that,
1: so just before you go on, so but, does this come with the tokens,
0: and then you just no, it comes with tokens, yes.
1: So these sort of things here, and then you can replace them with these set on bits. Then.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. So nice. each,
2: each pairing that they've done so far for Aeronautica has had that in it. So I don't know. I I quite like how the space Marines look. Not so much a fan of Eldar, but I never was a fan of Eldar.
0: I, really, I, I mean, you know, the Vampire would be nice to see as well, but the Nightwings and the um, Phoenix Bomber, they're both mm-hmm. classic Eldar shapes. Yeah. There's a reason why Jez never bothered sort of redesigning those. They, they were good enough 30 years ago and they hold up to today. It's the difference yeah. between fashion and style.
3: It's nice to see some um, Aeronautica Imperialis releases. I mean, the last couple of ones have been on Forge World as well, and it's been quite a while since we've got some new stuff. So yeah. it is, it is nice to see the releases
1: making way well, on that Eldar thing. I'm going, I'm going to side with Jerry on this. I think the Eldar are almost timeless yeah. in their look. In fact, yeah. I think they're one of the coolest things ever to hit forty k. They're just so so slick.
0: Slick. no That's harsh just flat brick written. like bets on them.
1: Yeah, he- I'm I'm sorry, I like a brick with engines. <laughs> but like you say, Jay, you're you're thinking hit the nail on the head. They are a timeless design. and mm. so much as they don't feel dated, whereas some of the space marine stuff you can look at and go, ah, oh, it feels a bit dated. Mm. Yeah. Especially Here's
0: I mean the the, the Snoopy dog for the space wolves <laughs> in particular. I don't know who was doing that or why they thought that was a good idea for a flyer. Um I haven't seen that one crop up yet in Aeronautica, but you know I can't wait to see squadrons of flying dog's heads coming at people. But that, that's more of a joke thing, whereas that, the Phoenix and the Night uh, Wing bombers, they, they just look great. You know, so sleek. No, no big flat boxy edges on them. No. Or bricks. Well,
2: I tell you this. I think, if memory serves, I was talking to John recently, and I think the oldest miniature currently in the GW range is actually the old Eldar Guardians. I think it's about 20
0: years old. No, the oldest is the Viper jet bike. Oh, the Guardian's okay. got a resculpt um probably about twenty years ago to be fair. But the Viper and the Falcon are still both as they were in the 90s. Yeah, fair Although the Falcon did get an upgrade spree at one point to allow you to make some of the alternate variant turrets on it. But otherwise, yeah, they, they, they have existed for three decades because, <laughs> just, just they, because. Don't, they don't don't to change. They work.
3: <laughs> Who needs to evolve, you know? Who needs-
2: it's just enshrined in the canon of workshop. This does not get touched. You do not redesign this. It was perfect then. It's perfect now. Exactly.
0: <laughs> uh, apart from that, there are also the aircraft aces. Um, card decks so if you're planning on playing the Adeptus Astartes or the Elidari then you can grab those to add a bit more fluff and flavor to your forces Uh, and also just you know roll face across the board uh, with your ace pilots in the various flying bricks or craft.
1: I'll tell you what though it's just reminded me looking at this picture how much harder it is to paint the Eldar than like the Space Marines. (laughs) Oh, sleek panels. (laughs) Slopes and everything, because you're being trapped to try and use a washer and you just get nastiness. It's nasty. Big flat panels have always been a curse for
2: washes for me. Yeah,
0: Yeah, it's a curse curse for everybody. But it's even worse.
1: Big curvy panels, in my opinion.
0: opinion. There's a debate for you. (laughs) Contrasts need to be thinned and a couple of thin coats don't blob it on. Um, mm. But you can, you know, there are ways and means around it. You can definitely do the job if you need to. And elder always look great. Just spray them all black. Do them both way, black and yellow. All you yeah. need. Humblebee star. Don't don't do Sam Hean or Sammy Hanny, as we used to say. Red <laughs> and black. I mean, that's much more irritating the paint, especially coming up to Halloween. That's
1: you know. Right in time for spooky season.
0: Yeah, right spooky season. Mm-mm. Speaking of of spooky
1: things, I think we've got some D&D stuff coming up on this running order, don't we?
0: We do indeed. Uh, There are some new expansions coming, uh, being gift-setted up as announced by Wizards of the Coast last weekend so they had their sort of three-day long um, i have no idea what they call it whether it's wizard con or something but they had a a three-day event where they were talking about what's coming and a couple of things that are coming are these new rule expansion gift sets so they'll contain everything you need to move on from the starter box and uh, expand into the the full world of dungeons and dragons um the box set will contain Apart from your GM screen, Xanathar's Guide to Everything, Tasha's Cauldron of Everything, and a new book, Morden Keenan presents The Monsters of the Multiverse. That's a mouthful right there.
3: Monsters well, of the multiverse.
0: So um Tasha and Xanathar's books have already existed. These are are just new versions of them. Um but the Monsters of the Multiverse is a new a uh, book with essentially a monster guide or beastry in there uh, of two hundred and fifty mo- monsters that have been tweaked uh, to sort of bring them in line, including the spellcaster monsters, which were always a bit of a ache for GMs to actually use against the the NPCs particularly well. Um, having casters is is always a bit of a, a pain, and sort of they've sort of gone and tweaked and streamlined the rules to make the casting less bookkeepingy uh because when you're gming you don't want to be having to spend ages flicking back and forward and trying to work out the best way to deal with Mm. people especially if you're you know chucking a load of things like like Uh,
1: and then the other picture
0: is the same stuff but in a different style is it it is uh so that is a i believe a limited edition so it's an art version all the books are the same but the uh wraparound art on the gm screen and the slip case are uh say more classical more sort of uh less in your face I, I quite like the fact that they've gone with that plain white cover with just Yay. a single image in the circle in the middle let me do it let me do it flip back and the, forth yeah mm. rather than having the full wraparounds that they have on the others i, I really say.
3: like that i love how they're doing a lot of the alternative arts at the moment mm. so the recent well beyond which like campaign book had an alternative art as well um, same price um, i'm not sure if these will be any different but mm. just two different covers completely one was you know, the one that we just saw, the one in black uh, versus the one that's all themed up to the campaign. So it looks like maybe this is something they might be doing going forward, just having all yeah. covers.
1: Yeah, I like it because it looks like it contains, it looks like an actual set of related books. Yeah. <laughs> Although these all have the same design style because of their completely different color covers, even though it's the same artwork style and stuff, you, you can tell it's a set, but this just ties it together and goes, it really is a set and look, it came out of this box. Like, yeah, oh. I, I think
2: the, the, the plain white is just a more attractive looking book. It's gorgeous. You know, you're looking at better. It's not as busy and assaulting to your eyes.
0: <laughs> you know,
2: I look at that and it's just like, oh well, my look at, is that is that a beholder? I don't know if that's a beholder. And you have to take a second to go, yeah,
0: it's a beholder. It's a big beholder coming right at you. Cleopatra. <laughs> yeah, i <Patra. laughs> yeah, I do like I like the, the wraparound that they do. Well, they're not actually wraparound, but that sort of full colour splash that they, they have on their D&D books. But if you're going to be getting this as a set, if you don't already have the initial two books and you're thinking about picking up the the trilogy, mm-hmm. I think getting the the sort of alternate art cover is, is a nice way of doing it.
2: Yeah. Um, if you have someone who's just getting into D&D, say they've picked up that, you know, the essential set, the starter set, this could be a nice next step up for them as a little bit of a gift to
0: pass along to them.
1: Yeah. I see there's some sort of video in here as well.
0: There is. But Um, I've just noticed that it's almost nine hours long. (laughs)
1: It's quite a long one, yeah.
0: It's one of several nine-hour long videos they had Yeah, their their essentially convention that they hosted online. Is this a live Um, stream stuff or what is it?
3: Yeah, D&D Celebration. They do one of those years with... uh, it's they have a lot of community stuff they celebrate what's going on in the community with like uh, you know, sounding out boards um and they you tend to find out what happens for the future
0: and where it's going yeah. and whatnot so like all big fun. conventions or um sort of celebrations like this there's always some big news coming mm-hmm. and in there they do talk about a new edition of the game that will be coming in 2024 so it's a few years out yet Uh, but this has been sort of a collaborative effort between the DD community and wizards Uh, they sent out a questionnaire a while back um, and and got people to essentially submit uh, their responses to certain parts of the gameplay and, and that sort of thing and with the feedback they've got from the actual players who have pushed through and been running these games they've been able to go well develop the next set of rules so sixth edition essentially with that in mind taking that feedback into account and hopefully making for a a more straightforward gameplay uh, for new players and veterans alike so it'll be interesting to see exactly how they go about doing that and and what comes in but from what they say in that um, video it's more of a tweak and a streamline rather than a complete rules overhaul and the books that are currently available so the the three Books in that expansion or in that uh, set we were looking at, all will be completely valid for the new edition when it comes out. Um, and over time I imagine they'll revisit things and upgrade things. But it'll be fascinating to see what else we get. I think the um Dragonlance issues that they'd had with uh Wise and Hickman have been ironed out as well. So maybe people will be diving back into the world of Dragonlance with the, the new edition. But there's a, an awful lot coming from Wizards of the Coast for DD, as always. Okay. Uh, it's, it's nice to see that they have their eye on the future as well but it won't okay. be a, a complete ground up rebuild so nobody needs to worry about having to turf all those shiny new books in
3: <laughs> Yeah, Darryl, uh, I, I kind of, as soon as I heard that there was a new edition, I was like, didn't we just go into 5e? I've got to learn all of this again. But it's fine. Yeah, yeah. We're, getting, we're getting there. Um, it's good to know, but as you said, it's good to know that the future is there as well. We're not just being teased stuff month in advance or two months in advance. We can mm-hmm. see that the game that we're invested in has got quite a long time span
0: in it as well. So yeah. That's always nice to see Good to see.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Moving on, free.
3: Well, I've got three bits of advice that would Mm -hmm. not go down well for the youth of 2021. So we can either let's summon demons or don't talk to strangers or let's dig for treasure. So some of you might remember Stephen wrote his artwork from a series of activity books. Oh, this is the 80s and 70s. I was wondering what the hell was going on there. Oh, see (laughs) what I did there? I was leading in, in the theme, yeah. Um, but. I don't know if you knew about the activity books that were around in the 70s and 80s and they were kind of like the, the black and the white and the, all strange-looking pictures. Um, and Cryptozoic Entertainment uh, not, not last year had a successful Kickstarter kick campaign. I can't words today, guys. And they're ready to release three new titles and they're coming out uh, on the... T- 28 so should be out now but they're they're out they're out ignore me these games are out so there's more nostalgic (laughs) titles making their way to the tabletop so they are called let's summon demons don't talk to strangers and let's dig for treasures so they're all two to six player games and they've got different experiences themed around the famous work of Rhodes. so um short setup time per game each game's got three different goals and objectives to meet and it's completely in theme with the title so what do you think you're going to do when you don't talk to strangers what do you think you do when you don't summon demons so there is something very in so you utilize cards and resources and let's dig for treasure in like a push for luck aspect and they dig their way through stacks and interesting (laughs) objects that lurk under the dirt um summon for demons you're the player becomes demon Mm. summoners and they have to fight for their chance um in racing first and um The last one as well, From Demons to Dig In, um, the last one, Don't Talk to Strangers, takes you out to space, taking children out of school and into an abduction before the whole neighbourhood is diluted with strangers. So it's just in time for Halloween. Uh, If you are looking to get something spooky out on the table, it's not that difficult as well. The the upcoming titles from Cryptozoic are going to be just about ready for Halloween.
0: All three of them are different styles of game as well. Mm And it's not just they've latched on to a card game and then just reskinned it three times there yes. you can pick I, all of them up and have different experience with each one
3: they're all different um so the first unless you treasure is more of a push, push for luck um, you're utilising more cards in some for demons as well you're not necessarily using your dice as much you're using your dice your resources and tokens so they all have different themes based around the title themselves and I was worried again I was worried the same as you Jerry that mm-hmm. these would just be reskins depending on the artwork but they're not they're all individually get individual games that we'll do uh, what I need to do so it looks mm-hmm. quite fun as well looks a lot of fun for different players and again it's another board game hitting that nostalgia mark I, I was wrong 2021 was not the year of the dinosaur it is the year of nostalgia so-
1: I gotta admit <laughs> I, I kind of dig in that this <laughs> oh cool, yeah this, this Peter and Jane look that they've got going on with <laughs> this retro art <laughs> let's
0: summon demons all the cutest little kids you've ever did see on, you can get them on t-shirts oh, yeah? which is where I first became oh. aware of them a while yeah. ago
2: I yeah. was about to say this because a couple of weeks ago I was up in Belfast and I saw these in a store and it was just like those are really cool and I was I'm kicking myself going I wish i had bought it because then I could have <laughs> you know whipped the hoodie off and went
3: ta da fun hello oh I think
1: they're great yeah. Yeah. and the <laughs> most, of, most a lot of frightening of all
0: then. demons is Romeo
1: yeah this mm. one back here look at that look at a
0: creepy yeah. kid that he is
1: yeah Romeo
3: Romeo yeah petrifying.
2: But yeah, <laughs> not stuff. Rotten Regan
0: no nope. <laughs> nope, definitely Romeo
3: no they're all um, absolutely but they all look like a lot of fun as I said um, if you there are loads more I'm really interested <laughs> in seeing where this goes as well because Rhodes artwork spans yeah. far so there's loads of different types of games that you could pin to as well With the roads? I know that there is Some other odd ones Out there So if you are aware Of uh, Stephen Rhodes' artwork
1: Let us know in the comments I'm going to um, have to Go and look into this Because see these you're, kids you're, Look you're, how happy they are While digging up
3: I know habits. It's adorable <laughs> Have you not seen These before Lloyd?
1: <laughs> no not really <laughs> no. In
3: Stephen Rhodes no. And there's, there's, there's loads of them There's like I don't Yeah don't do this Do do that Yeah there's absolutely yeah. loads They sell your soul And Yeah but my fir- I think nice so it's one of rest- my favorites was my first knife fight i think that was my favorite and it's two kids what? on the front like with knives yeah yeah they're mad they're bananas these uh they're the stephen
1: road stuff but it's pretty cool to hear them um it's exactly, into what, ball game. It's exactly
0: maybe. what we used to get in the 70s and 80s yeah. from children's maybe, books
1: maybe we can look at this stuff on the xlbs show on sunday then yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've got to put it behind the paywall, though, because I've no idea what's going to come up on screen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Probably for the best.
3: Yeah.
1: Wise idea.
2: Forward
0: planning. <laughs> but moving away from the weird and wacky world of retro board games mm-hmm. and into the more uh, historical and serious nature of tabletop Wargaming. Uh, Wargames Atlantic have announced two new sets. Ooh. So they've got one coming for the World Ablaze, <laughs> which is the World War II range, uh, which currently I think only consists of partisans. Um, and maybe the French will slip into that as well when they come out shortly. Mm. But the Lehr, so the uh, epitome of what the German army was going to be moving forward, the tank demonstration company are going to be hitting the tabletop. So these were essentially elites, but also the best equipped and uh, how the the army would have rolled forward post nineteen forty four when they were sort of created. Unfortunately um they were more or less created right at the end of the war. But if you
1: were gonna do a bit of weird world war then this these troops here could be the ones then right from the tail way end. To go.
0: Yeah. Um there were a few things that that sort of set the the Panzerlehrer apart, which was the, apart from the organization and, and how they were going to be on paper, the uniforms, they all had the short tank style tunic rather than the standard uh, Wehrmacht sort of uh, longer affair. So it stops mid-waist, even though it was in field gray. And the sprue itself has a few interesting bits and bobs on it. So there are some pieces there that would work for tank crew as well. So mm-hmm. if you've got the mounted tank crew. Uh, also, you can definitely tell these are Germans the very top left there you've got a hand with three fingers and that's how you do three in germany not well i only know that based on inglorious where he ordered three whiskeys like that and then everybody got shot because of it so i'm assuming that is a little homage to tarantino's film um see i thought it
2: was that for the german three no, oh, that's if they've
1: had something shot off. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, a couple of fingers, you know. Yeah. But a very bad day to fight, you see. <laughs>
0: every, every sprue gives you enough to do uh, five with rifles, uh, a couple of Panzerfausts, one sort of, mounted and one unmounted there's two mg42s and three mp40s uh, and a couple of pistols and potato mashers and a nice thing they've done with this which i think is the first one is that um the the pistol and grenade are available there's a pair of each one left-handed and one right-handed so Mm -hmm. not all of your grenade chuckers are throwing them with the same hand which is nice for change see them if you scroll down there at the bottom of the sprue Mm. so there we go oh yeah Um, and I like that. I like variation, especially when it comes to chucking grenades at people's heads. Um,
2: I do need to make a small water slide a gal for this set. Just so I could put Jerry's face on the Jerry can.
0: Right. No, he's tamping that on. That's the way to do it. Just, yeah. Definitely what, to worth limit yourself.
1: Definitely take worth taking a look at then if you're into weird world war. Because what I find mm. with the weird world war ranges is they make the troops too weird for me. Too quickly Yes I'd prefer you weird up The vehicles and stuff But left the troops Very much just as troops mm. Interacting with all Weird vehicles and stuff
2: Yeah I get that Just maybe grab some Laser guns to pop onto them
1: No not even that no. I, just, I just think the troops Can stay as they are Like yeah. where are we now We're 2021 And mm-hmm. we're still Shooting bullets
0: mm. Yeah, it makes sense. You, do, you don't need to have, if you're going to have something particularly big like a laser for war, weird world war, it's more likely to be sitting on a vehicle anyway because I imagine yeah. battery packs or power sources would be enormous.
3: Laser uh, tank. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: But uh, it's not strange bad. talking about weird world war because even though it's not on this page, the next part um, comes from a uh, sculptor called Michael Singh. And he has his own website called Massination Studios, uh, which is mostly 135th scale large resin pieces, but he has done a couple of 28 mils, so 148th. Um, and they are where World War, they're, they're walkers, uh, big armored tripod things for the nations of World War II. However, he's partnering up with War Games Atlantic to explore the Warring States of China, uh, which is. Only just been announced, so we haven't seen a huge amount yet. Uh, This is the sort of the work in progress. Although, when it comes to actually putting the sprue together, you may find that some of these pieces may have to be left off, or ratios will change. So, it's uh, it's not one hundred percent. You will definitely get all of these per sprue, but based on what they've done already, um, you'll get a a fairly good collection of pieces to make the uh, Warring States so the the sort of early imperial japanese the the proto empire um there's an interesting very interesting video uh with michael where he explains where they fit in essentially our timeline because it's an area that isn't hugely explored um when this was happening it was a period that was sort of the uh wars so the the persians invading greece um that is the same time period uh when these warring states were kicking off amongst each other and they've got a really distinct look so people will know the terracotta army uh that is this sort of period and look And, and the hope is to have multiple box sets going forward depending on how the range is sort of taken up by people so if you're interested in the ancient chinese then you can hopefully well you will get this armored box set but then if the uptake is big enough if there's enough of a community sort of build behind it they're hoping to do chariots and cavalry and unarmored troops as well Uh, so he explains in detail where he's come from from a design point of view the choices he's made things like the lamellar shoulder pads there are actually going to be separate um depending on the the time period and archaeological evidence, they may or may not have had those yeah. um, and with so many different states to build you can also then build uh, to a, a particular sort of faction it's, it's strange that there is so much surviving detail from this period when you compare it to European uh, and, and the sort of Mediterranean um, warfare that is probably more common on our tabletop There's a lot less detail about the weaponry and artifacts from ancient greece and from persia than we have from china there there are a lot more actual archaeological finds and um and representations in in artwork than we have even though it's less played Uh, so it's it's great to see somebody actually exploring this for once and going in there um he makes the case for the various sizes of things like the longbows and how they would be used, um, the various types of weapons that are going to be in the box. So, yes, there'll be hand weapons and spears. There'll be the, the large crossbows, but there'll also be, I can't remember the name of the hooked weapon, um, but he he posits that it's possibly because there are so much chariots and chariot warfare used that the reason they have that, um, it's, it's like a, a spear dagger or a, a hooked dagger or something like that and potentially it was used to hook people off like a halberd Mm -hmm. would be in in medieval Europe. So actually yank the drivers out of the back of the chariot or foul the uh, yokes or cut straps, that sort of thing. And that's why it's so long with that unusual sort of um, pickaxe-like shape to it. Uh, But it's, it's fascinating. So, only the last sort of five or ten minutes is actually about the, the miniatures the the initial sort of 15 minutes of that is just the history where they came from the time period it fits into right. and the various aspects of it so if you haven't looked at at the warring kingdoms before then it's definitely uh, one to have a look at and, and just run through the video just to see exactly what was happening because the advanced technology of of china and that that area is well known people always talk about them developing things so much faster and earlier than the european and western side of the the continent but we rarely explore it on the tabletop so the fact that wargames atlantic have partnered up with with michael to do this is is fantastic and it shows that once again they're exploring those less um well less explored their <laughs> periods and places in history. So we're not just seeing the umpteenth Greek unit on the tabletop or if you know a twenty-fifth Roman. You're seeing things in a similar time period to the the Greek and Punic Wars, but in an entirely different style of play. And for Mongol players, uh if you want to start throwing them up against uh sort of the Chinese states, then you can do that as well. So nice overlap. You can even be cool. against Alexander and his uh, his Macedonians. They didn't quite get there. They ran out of path in India. But if they had, who knows what we would have seen.
1: A lot of what if. It'd be cool because I watch documentaries and stuff about the Silk Road and whatnot on Discovery hmm. and things like that in History Channel and stuff. And you're like, oh, ancient China, that's really cool. And then you go out looking for stuff. You're like, well, there's not that much out there. I think Is it-
3: there a particular reason why that there isn't? It's yeah, just untouched. Because it is, I've seen, uh, like think. you, like you, Lloyd, I've watched documentaries on it and I find it quite odd that there isn't. I feel like there's some more obscure miniatures out there, if
1: anything. But, yeah, mm. good to see that he's joining. Oh, well, I'm sure people will tell us in the comments, well, oh, well you've yeah. missed this and you've missed this and you've missed that and there's this Lloyd and there's that it Lloyd. So does how does can include. you dare say there isn't many <laughs> out there? Well, I'm just saying there isn't enough.
0: No, mm. there, there isn't a huge amount, and certainly not in 28mm. These do look like they'll match in quite well with Watchful Eyes Studios from America. They do a range um, of both historic and fantasy uh, ancient Chinese. So you you have things like terracotta golems and stuff uh, alongside the actual um, chariots and, and regular infantry. So getting a plastic box set to sort of bulk out the stuff on the tabletops always good. Taking a look then at a ticket to ride free.
3: A mm-hmm. bit of short news from Days from Wonder and Asmodee, because they're going to be teaming up to do some charitable deeds. Okay, So you've got some customization for your next game of Ticket to Ride. So collaborating with Breast Cancer Research Foundation brings Ticket to Ride Play Pink. So what we'll include is a full set of locomotives for players to swap out their base game. So I might as well say it now. Why would you not swap out something as boring as brown for a pink Let's set? Like, I just need to know. Like, I don't know why you keep brown in your game when you have pink. But anyway, um, so the CEO of Admin's D is keen on paving the way uh, for more charitable stuff to come into. So look at more deeds incorporated into our game system. So this might be something that might be happening more in our industry as well. So it's another one that's set to come out in October. So they'll be able to make this is working as a mini expansion for five bucks. So it is a US release. So Days of Wonder have confirmed it is is non-profit as well. So two bucks for every ticket to Ride Play Pink is going to US Breast Cancer Research Foundation. So I think that's pretty cool. So I really find it really nice when publishers release charitable products that make subtle changes in the game. So I know fair enough, they don't make any rules changes. But you do have that ongoing support on your table and a continuous reminder for breast cancer awareness. So
1: Yeah, and you can get rid of those boring brown trains. Exactly. <laughs> Who would want brown? In,
2: I'm, I'm sure there's still sitting out there going, but the brown ones are my favourite. Get rid it. of green.
3: I want to know. If your favourite colour is brown, I want to have a word with you. I do. i not
2: saying
0: <laughs> you're wrong. Right,
1: what about you? are saying you're wrong. But you're going to have to go and have a word with the whole 70s then.
3: Oh, yeah, that's a very valid point.
2: Yeah, or, or <laughs> every clothing store here in the town, now that they've got their autumn range out. Yeah, good point. So, but, uh, yeah. Tickets are Yeah, pink That's
0: like something promoted. you can play all year round. You don't need to wait until autumn to break out your brown trades, get the pink on the table, and support a worthy cause as well.
1: Yeah, You're in for a very bad time free when the world goes nuclear and we all nuke the crap out of each other and everything turns brown where
3: the hell am I going to get anything lilac at that point <laughs> Jesus
1: Christ <laughs> well, here's
2: something I do wonder is with this being like another complete set of uh, the carriages for the game could you just use it to up your player count by one and have some real mayhem in the game because that's mayhem. all each player gets is you've got your main deck of cards and then everybody gets their, their carriages so you could use it to increase your player count by one
0: don't see why not can't of I- anything else that you would need for a ticket to ride to actually mm-hmm. Make it playable. I don't see why it wouldn't.
3: Yeah. But yeah, which could be fun. Which could be fun, but yeah,
0: go. if if you're sitting with a family of six and you only ever have five people playing <laughs> a second ride, then you know, pick up the pink set, dump the brown on the youngest, <laughs> and get stuck in. <laughs> but wrapping things up for the news for this week, uh, we have a bit of fantasy. You no know, Ben but we couldn't have a new segment without some dwarves. Um, He's here in spirit. Yep. The infamous JT or Jamie Tranter, to those who know him, has been showing off uh, some work from Sergio Alonso Leon, uh, who has been working on a range of classical style dwarves um, to becoming a Kickstarter early in 2022. So this has been uh, a sort of a, a passion of Jamie's for a while now to get a fantasy range in that. Old Hammer style, uh, all of his own, on the tabletop. And they are a set of feudal dwarves, so sort of medieval-inspired. Um, and in the main, one-piece sculpts, or as few pieces as possible, so you may find a hand separately somewhere. Um, I think there are 30 in the core range that he's aiming towards, if memory serves. And they include some weird and wacky things like the wizard you see there. There's also yeah. a dwarven jester doing a handstand on one hand oh, that's wheel, cool. depending on what way you want to sort of set him on his base um so there's a whole host coming uh, a lot of knights and also bowmen i haven't seen any crossbow um but he did ask the community if they wanted to see some sort of cavalry based trips as well so there's a potential for stretch goals in the future uh, where are you seeing say, this these extra stuff i i see these because i'm on his face page and he's been showing them off for a couple of months now um over his birthday he showed a few bits and pieces um but this uh gives you a good idea of what's going to be coming anyway uh they're just going to go off to be painted up to get ready for the kickstarter itself uh and there's even a sneaky elf has has crept its way in there so i'm not sure if that's going to be a full line or if we're just going to get a couple of character models obviously having knife ears. Lurking in around the lovely dwarves is a terrible thing. Uh, maybe they'll be used for target practice in the main. It's difficult to say.
3: I like I my the- dwarves how I like my fantasy, and that's a whimsical. And I've just mm. seen a dwarf wizard that was whimsical as anything, and that's amazing.
0: It, it reminds me an awful lot of Merlin from sort of.
3: Yeah, Stone. yeah, it is very Merlin like. I agree. It's
0: one step away from bibbidi bobbity booing it. <laughs>
2: Uh, I will say my favourite part from all of this, it's not the wizard, it's not the elf, it's not the knights, it's the, it's dog. the dog.
3: Yeah, that's a happy little doggo. Happy. Look at his little face.
2: That is the, the happiest doggo I have seen in miniature ever. <laughs> and he's being useful little carry in his kit for his master.
0: Also, really nice. a small amount of green stuff or even brown stuff, you could make a tiny little whippy to drop behind it.
1: Yeah, you could I was looking at that going. he looks like He's nipping one off (laughs) Like the winner of Crofts The overall winner Of Crofts one year I think it was recently Like last year Or this year I can't remember But the overall winning dog Right at the end As soon as he crowned it The winner of Crofts Popped out the biggest. <laughs> it was a yeah. tiny little sausage dog, and
0: half of it came out of itself. I um, Imagine it had been holding that in with the stress of not wanting to do it. I know. To It's chances. Yeah. <laughs> the minute it heard it, it was just like, oh, I'm you know, the winner. Can't but they take didn't cut away from me.
1: Relief, yeah. They didn't cut away from it. They zoomed in on it coming out. and like, what are you doing? There, there was one I got shown recently where it was a
2: dog reversing up to a wall dropping a deuce sticking it to the wall and
1: walking off and it just being stuck to the wall just this little nugget of poop
0: yeah. we've like... been there though haven't we no. <laughs> you,
1: know, you know what you've done there Justin you've taken this too far <laughs> too far <laughs> anyway speaking of that kind of shit <laughs> 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 I do
0: <don't> doing <laughs> some 3D printing stuff as well <laughs> I, I think we should yes So this week's 3D printing is Printed Obsession, um, which is a unusual collection of 3D files, I want to say. Um, it sort of runs the gamut from D&D, uh, which we were talking about earlier in the episode. Yep. Uh, so you can pick up monsters and characters Ooh. for your encounters there through to some more esoteric and weird and wacky yep. things.
1: Uh, well, where, where do we even start? Because there's like 374 entries here, Jerry. Can we just click? I'm just going to click will, somewhere.
0: Yeah, well, you <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be you if oh, you wow. weren't just clicking. Uh, so here we see, very timely for uh, upcoming October, uh, some of the unusual Frankenstein-esque monsters. Makes
2: me want to watch Reanimator.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, everybody loves a bit of herbert west uh but this oh, is part of there's a collection of these as well where you have both the mad scientist and his creations um uh, which includes things like anim- reanimation vats um tesla coiled tentacled creatures nice no, um, creepy crawlies uh their way across the floor um it's it's just so bizarre i mean yes Having a Tesla coil in the back of half a dead body crawling across <laughs> the floor is obviously par for the course. But then you see things like the tripod, which is just three human legs on a brass sphere yes. with uh-huh. a couple of little coils powering it. You're going, well, at least it's never going to fall over. Ah. got that stability <laughs> down. But you have to wonder about what exactly the scientist slash sculptor was thinking when they went, you know what I need? I need three legs that can wander about by themselves. That is what I need in my life. Who
3: doesn't?
0: (laughs) Or maybe that's just a way to keep them active and moving. You know, once you've got body parts and you start cutting and shutting, you don't want those other ones to decompose. So Maybe that's the equivalent of an ear on the back of a mouse. You just have these things wandering around your lab until you need them. Then you go and harvest a leg off it, which is a great way of doing things.
2: I'm looking at the hand and it's kind of like Thing from the Adams Family I was like, thinking that just like <laughs> yep. and You just bounce up and down on the dance floor
0: Only, you know, more scientifically accurate than things, <laughs> you know, It has something to power it yeah. not, just, not just a hand in a box um, But you can see things like the Rakshasa there that you're hovering over uh, for Dungeons and Dragons and it's particularly good because
3: Oh, I love that They
0: are uh, spellcasters extraordinary um his hands folding in both directions i can't remember how exactly they're supposed to go obviously the one bouncing on his leg looks like it's facing in the wrong direction yeah so that one's pretty pretty spot on the pipe smoking hand is a bit weird um, yeah but, it looks like it's yeah, curled backwards well that's that's the joy of the rakshasa you never know when they're going to attack you and when they do because people are focusing on the hands facing the wrong direction, they're done for. But I love the fact that he's got him bouncing on his tail.
3: I love that. I really like how we're seeing more miniatures, especially. I feel like more STLs and 3D printed miniatures have got different poses that are utilizing that absent space. Hmm. I feel like we see that more from 3D prints than we do released stuff from publishers.
0: It's, it's generally because it's easier than when you're having to mold something, you're having to live with the. Ways that miniatures can be produced within a mold and how many pieces it will take, whereas 3D prints will generally, well, for miniatures anyway, you're generally doing it one go, yeah. So you don't have to worry about how these will actually fit together or how will I get these out of a mold that I'm making. Um, so it's nice to see, and there's a whole host of things oh, in there. Look at this guy. <laughs> it's, uh, Fat little cat. And we're living on a mountain tub for years. Oh, that's <laughs> the
2: kind.
3: That's the kind of thing you just like patronise by saying, "I know that you're aggressive and stuff, but can I please blow raspberries on your belly?" That's what he looks like. To me. He's Just
2: gorgeous. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. You you, you kind of just want to just have, rock into a fight, and it's just like your opponent's going to pull out a ball of string and just throw it, and he's just like. Yes.
0: Yeah, mm. exactly. If you jump onto page five in the objects there, there's some nice ones in there that I want to show off. Um, because again, you've got a sort of a classic D and D style stuff in here, but then you've also got some very, that say, Kingdom Death like bits and pieces. The Witcher of um, Ravenhold looks good. So, so you have a pumpkin eye terror, which make a great alternative beholder for start. And you know,
2: that's great.
0: Seems to be coming towards Halloween at the moment. I don't know yeah. why. Oh, I would
3: have guessed.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, I know this. This is quite an old one, um, but also they have a, a range of the abominations, but essentially Naga, so sort of serpent, lower limbed creatures coming towards you. And I really like the uh, the snake-like bottom part. It's probably coming back to like Clash of the Titans and and old. Ray Harryhausen oh, uh, films the, the, like that, where you see just towards you with, the, with an archer.
3: This strike from, um, what is it? Jason the Argonauts.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Looks
3: very Jason
2: the Argonauts-y. Hello, I, I'm seeing an abyssal chicken on the homepage. Can we get a look at that?
0: An abyssal chicken? Yeah, it's on the right-hand side. But before we go away from that, see the Lady of Entropy, the very bottom one, Lloyd? Is is one because there are a whole host going throughout the um range, I suppose, that they've they've put together here that have this unusual almost Kingdom Death like feel, where they're a lot more sleek and I suppose less characterful that doesn't sound right, less cartoonish, less character uh in their builds. Mm. And you end up with things like this where I mean, I don't know what you're going to use it as in a game. She's a god, apparently.
3: Final boss? The fact RPG.
0: multiple heads are floating over her shoulders is particularly weird. Uh, And I just really like both the design aesthetic and just the unusual way it's been put together. Mm. Um, It just speaks to me in a way that a lot of other sculpts don't. I wonder if someone could actually create an AI deck for that for Kingdom Death Monster.
3: Oh, Rock Pangolin, that's adorable. Sorry, guys, I can't. I don't know what I'm clicking on (laughs) now. People keep saying Uh, things.
2: The official chicken on the right. Right, okay, here you go, this one. See that,
0: yes.
3: Nice! (laughs)
0: Because that's just cute. You say they're cute, but in Tremors 3, we learned that they were particularly vicious when hunting in packs.
3: Yes.
0: (laughs) And they're not a million miles away from those. No, they're, they're not. I'm trying to remember what they were called. I want to say it was Ast- Oh, I, Ast- know, Ast- I, remember
2: it. I remember what they were called. I'm not calling them
3: oh, right, okay. I've just seen there that you've obviously got the Mandalorian and the child there. So they've oh, got yeah. fantasy miniatures as well. So they've got fantasy and so sci-fi? could you use these in yeah. sci-fi as well? Yeah. yeah. Really cool.
0: That's an interesting one. And is there a price on that one? because I'm imagining because it is, it is so clearly the Mando that they can't charge or they get It says yeah. it's download, yeah. so I think so it that's might a, be a That's a free download.
3: Oh, that's brilliant. And that's one of
0: the nicest Mandalorian child I've seen in a long time. baby Yoda mm. all the way. And so, and some painted pictures. And presumably, even though that uh, has been set up as a larger model, you could nice. it's print it down. smaller.
2: Yeah, you can scale it up, scale it down, whatever you want. That's great. Mm-hmm. Free right. download as well. well. who did that.
3: Ralph Reed, I think. Windigo's gorgeous. If mm. I understand what you mean, Jerry, they're very They're, they're almost dark, not cartoon like. Yeah. They, they, they've got that dark, gritty, pulpy theme to them. Uh, they're not Warcraft like, as we see quite yeah. a lot of the stuff is. They are, a lot of 3D printed stuff tends to be very.
0: But when you do hit <laughs> some of the, the bits and pieces like the Rakshasa and, and things like that from essentially Dungeons and Dragons, yep. they, they are more stylized more the way i would expect them to be based on the sort of the artwork and the like that you see over the years from dungeons and dragons and then you occasionally get these unusual um bits of work from the likes of the lady of entropy and and, and that sort of thing which are more sort of uh puts like they're more like the kingdom death with multiple limbs the ever Warforged. I war forged i mean
2: I'm, you know, I'm seeing some cyberpunky different.
0: stuff there the roller
2: girl it looked quite cool. Oh, so up a little bit on the right. Up a little bit on the right. There you go. Mm. So if you wanted to do some like cyberpunk gaming, that could be a fun one to play with.
0: Oh, I see. Yes. Anything that will defeat her are stairs.
1: It's basically <laughs> battle. What is it, Alita? Battle, battle, Alita. What's battle Angel princess Alita. thing. Yeah, battle, battle
3: Angel, Angel Alita. That Alita. That's the
1: one. Yeah.
0: Which is yeah, a surprisingly
1: entertaining movie. I watched it. I, click on, I could watch it on potato
3: grass. It. She won't go very far on grass either, Jerry.
2: No, that's um, true. No. No, keep the, a bag I, of sand I'm, in
0: your pocket, you're fine.
3: This
2: reminds Mubbles. me bit of an old Xbox game when the first Xbox came out called Jet Set Radio. Jet what Set, buddy? What was skating around a city, just tagging everything with a spray can? Nice. <laughs> It was a really interesting... And it was a game that just came with the base console. It was a freebie. That makes sense.
0: Oh, nice. Unusual pig-headed Etienne. Yes. Which is a, a very different take from your usual two-headed hill giant. I quite like it. It's
3: quite
2: I mean, can't, help,
0: can't help but feel Bebop and rock Rocksteady would have been better. So e-
3: one right over the other. Yes. Yeah, that would be <laughs> <laughs> we'll see a splinter one soon just create a hybrid of all three that'd be better <laughs> I'm
1: just waiting for them to upload all of the turtles to YouTube like they've done for Transformers because you yeah. stuck a blink about that on Facebook and my life has disappeared mm. <laughs> done a Transformer shaped hole since Hasbro uh, stuck all of the Gen 1 cartoon on YouTube for free done. So yeah, it I, really... I'm always
2: hunting down Mask
1: mm. well they do GI Joe But they don't, I don't think they've done it as a series, but they do this live stream and stuff where you can watch loads of GI
0: Joe. Mm. So weird. So very weird. If you push yourself away from the 80s cartoon references and back to the printed obsession. Oh, back to what we're supposed to be talking about. (laughs) Back on the you If you can get your way to the sort of the earlier pages. Back to the beginning. So, uh, oh, sorry. I mean, as in time wise. So, the, the the very last page, which would have been the first stuff they oh. put up, there's a whole oh, there host
2: of. Yeah, so click
1: the double arrow.
0: Uh, yep. Yeah. There's a whole host of things in there.
1: This page is where you want to be on? No. No, no the last one. More. Oh, so they work like the that, other that, way around. Yeah. I see.
0: yeah, yeah. They they go from most most recent back to oldest. Um, it's, okay. it's strange. They start off with jewelry but if you go to page page 13
3: or genuinely wear all of that
0: you can see some of the other bits and pieces they've done and while it's really nice to have elementals and unusual hellboy like doggos actually having hellboy himself
2: yeah is a bit of a stalker yeah or traitor oh that's nice
0: well done I mean, they've been on the platform since oh, 2013, I think it is. And during that time, they've built up a hell of a catalog. And it sort of seems to drift between large-scale sort of painting pieces and then yeah. smaller stuff that could be used for gaming. Um,
1: it's interesting to click this far back because you can see all the stepping lines. The th- yeah. Because the 3D printers just weren't up to the task at that oh. point in time.
0: Compared I imagine to what they are now. I imagine the, the render will work beautifully on a, a resin printer now where you won't have to worry about that.
2: See, that possibly was a, an older resin printer that just didn't have it in it. Maybe mm. would be crawling Xenomar. Mm. Oh, thank you.
1: Cool. Mm-hmm. I particularly liked, there was some stuff that I seen, I think it was on page two. Oh, I need to do the full button, page two. <laughs>
2: Yep, What's was he it? done? Oh, yeah, oh. it's was, it was this creepy thing here. Look at this, check this
1: out. What What, what are you got to do with that? Look at that.
3: It's holding it open. That's making me uneasy.
1: <laughs> 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 the the
2: of us. <laughs> That's horrible and horrendous. It, it's it
0: really looks great.
3: like it's sneezing. <laughs> i see seen it,
0: it is. It's it's spreading its spores and lovely goodness all over the place. I seen a film the other day called uh, Forbidden Kingdom, right. which I think was written, directed, and filmed in the Ukraine. And they had a monster in it at one point that had eyelids that must have been about two metres long <sighs> and hundreds of arms. And it, it lifted its... Eyelids way, 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 way up, so it could see, and the eye was made up of like thirty smaller eyes, and it was oh. one of the creepiest things I've ever seen. Well worth watching, but oh. that, that sort of madness there—it's it's very mythos-like. There's no discernible
1: form or function
0: wild. within it. You're not looking at going, you know, it's 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 a man in a rubber suit type of thing. They they really have the strange great, contorted shape creepiness they just, the the
3: they're desperate for um, kind of blood and bone paint skin kind of thing those <laughs> some
2: nice goriness on it
3: yeah mm. as long as that thing doesn't sneeze on me I'm fine
1: <laughs> well I've shot it I've shot it free it's away <laughs>
2: Gone.
1: ta-da hey pincushion baby things <laughs>
3: they're <laughs> adorable look at them well technically it's technically not for christmas you could make them gory as anything. Can you imagine putting it red right down the side where they're, um, their stitches are? Uh,
2: or oh, yeah. all, so all of the cute. Has
1: blood effect on them. Yeah. Oh. What, what is the point of me trying to find something cute if you're immediately going to gore it up?
3: <laughs> they are very cute. But the skull at the front,
1: yeah. But look at this one. This one's even got a baby. There's a baby puppet. That is a
0: cute. <laughs> There's a little night puppet.
3: I know they're puppets, but aren't they technically – what's the dolls you called? What's the Stabby Stabby I dolls?
0: I thinking of the Kewpie dolls, but they're not. But yeah, I know the ones you're talking about dolls. Used, used for voodoo.
3: Voodoo dolls, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm guessing they are, little tiny voodoo dolls.
0: Oh, yeah. It explains yeah. all the pins. So, there's an app abs- into
2: life, and they are going to take revenge on the voodoo priestess. <laughs> yeah. So, this, this printed
1: obsession place has an absolute <sighs> – yeah. See what, what I, I did Oh one if you... last thing One last thing You don't see this Oh there's another one Don't see God. this <laughs> Look at this Magic carpets oh. I love
3: that
1: Just imagine me sitting there going That's
3: really love. nice
1: Oh that's what I need From my SAGA army <laughs> Blind carpets To do my fantasy Arab army That would oh, be yep. amazing
3: That's brilliant
1: It's a good I way of like it I like the fact that the, the one that's up Has a little skull in the motif i think they both do where oh yeah, yeah I, I see that yeah i wonder yeah, if it they've it. got one somewhere in between that looks like mid-flight rather than it's come to life all by itself just put mm. in the flat one and then hit it with a hairdryer yeah and just twisty twist T- twist Absolutely. it cure yeah. it or let it whatever that's a good idea
3: And yeah, just yeah. sort of
1: twist a wee bit down at the front a wee bit up at the back
3: I was worried where you were going with the hair dryer. Just get a hair dryer. I thought, yeah, because that will make it move on the table chair. <laughs> um,
0: that, well, that too.
3: <laughs> I went up to popularity there, and you can see all of the um, different ones, but really, really cool stuff.
0: Popularity? Mm. I mean, it doesn't matter whether you're going for DD or you fancy just painting something big for your tabletop or adding in some sort of strange boutique madness. Yeah. Uh, there is literally something for everyone there. I've yeah. just
1: clicked your popularity section. There is all sorts of weird stuff going on.
3: There is different modes of weird <laughs> stuff and everything. It was the popularity and the most liked. I look at so I see what ones are people mm. downloading the most. Um, but I saw the Mandalorian one in there. Um there's the, the KDS singers are in there. Mm-hmm. John Snow, you yeah. got John Snow bust down there if you fancy uh a bit of bust yeah. work. Oh, a bit
1: of right, well, loads of stuff. We could be spending all day looking at that.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. We could, Easy. but we won't. We still have our Kickstarters to do.
1: Did you win one of our prizes? Find out on our Prize Claim Centre over at ontabletop.com. Here we list all our previous prizes and those who have won. If you see your username, fill out the form to claim your prize. All prizes must be claimed within thirty days.
0: And first up this week, we're going to be looking at Ragnarok Two: The Quickening. And this is coming from Colin Patton, uh, who we I think we looked at the original Ragnarok Kickstarter for his yeah. uh, fantasy dwarves, and in that there was a little stretch goal for uh, a small set of droger. I think it was a pack yeah, some of it. But this time round, uh, they're really fleshing out, no pun intended, the undead.
1: It's not a small set anymore. What do you see this, peeps?
0: Yeah. Look at that. amazingly big. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can pick up the, uh, the Living Dead for your fantasy games in a whole host of ways. Uh, I'm not saying it's been deliberately designed for saga players. Although if you are playing along at home, you can now take a drink. <laughs> but there are specific pledges in here for Saga players. So a lot of it has been split up into four-man pack, four man or eight-man packs um, so that you can build your hearth guard, your warriors, your levy. Uh, yeah. And there's a whole host in there, starting with the very Nordic undead, um, moving through to your sort of your more typical DNX-wielding um, berserkers. And they all have this halfway house where they, they are very historically accurate to a point um but then obviously tweaked into uh the undead so they won't stand out if you're mixing them in with a current historical force if you just want to add a bit of fantasy to your tabletop if you want to run a whole thing uh, if you want to do the kingdom of the dead for lord of the rings for example you could do something I deal with these, but you've got your bowmen, you've got spears, hand weapons, and the big Dianax wielders as well. And There's some terrific looking character models, especially when you get into the hearth guard sort of sets. Um, rocking a, a mixture of armor types, and even a blasphemous looking, I'm going to say, priest of a sort, a pagan yeah. shaman.
1: What's his Facebook page for this? Because I have a feeling we'll get a better look at the minis on the Facebook page. Uh, Facebook... Should just be Ragnarok.
2: That would be very lucky if they just it, got it to be Facebook slash like Ragnarok.
3: Oh, I know that would be very lucky. Some Norse fans out there waiting for that domain.
0: Ragnarok miniatures. That are so close. Uh, so very close.
3: So close. You missed a word.
0: Missed a word. Shame on you. Although I will say
2: I do love the the amount of variation that we're seeing there.
0: Let's yeah. see. Imagine think- an army of undead drogers. If you just have a look at the photos the to the red. left, Lloyd. Ah, uh, yeah. That's, that's a set we haven't even got to yet. Um, because not only are there the oh. massive undead force, um, there are also supplemental dark elves, goblins, depending on your point of view. And yeah, as you can see, they are a wicked looking bunch. They're great. So could be a whole other force of your own, or you could use them for your levy, uh, depending on how you're feeling. <sighs> I really dig in
2: this really way.
0: the
3: Goblins have to
1: be Cannon fodder I, I think, love Oh Are you a fan of Horse horse goals Or not Lloyd Uh I uh, I don't know I never thought to Think of Jerry like told me skulls? that
3: There's one or the other You either love them Or you hate them
1: I think I like them Because I don't like Horses themselves Because I think They're too sweaty <laughs> You <laughs> so don't a, them dead yet, So a sure. dead one's Probably
0: better Poor Tesco's lasagna (laughs) I'm assuming you
1: described the the Sherlock Holmes theory, they're dangerous at both ends and tricky in the middle. Yeah, and I do tend to eat a bit of horse. I think there's horse and chorizo, and I eat that a lot. It's either Mm -hmm. horse or donkey, one of the two.
3: Chorizo's, yeah, yeah, it must be something unnatural. I I like eating them.
0: This, this has taken a very weird turn. Anyway,
3: <laughs> they're gorgeous, else. though. I do agree with you with oh, Lord thanks. of the Rings, though. They'd make a really nice uh, army of the undead for Lord of the Rings. Mm. They're gorgeous.
2: Yeah, the, the, the variation that's in there is just the right of mind. Everything's a little bit different on everybody.
1: Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to crack. I think I'm going to have to so? back
3: this. Oh, you do, do, do yeah. Do you think <laughs> because
0: they're undead who look like undead without bat wings and stuff?
1: Yes, I think I'm going to yeah. crack. Well, because I, I was keen on them. Oh, I think we've gone past them. We're into we're into Charlie. everywhere into dwarves. Well, yeah.
0: Yeah. on the subject of the dwarves, the previous um, models from the last Kickstarter are available as add-ons in this one. So if you missed out on the dwarves, you can get them. Um, yeah, which down is, towards
1: the bottom. Yeah,
0: which is interesting because you've now got a good slash evil dwarf force. You can pick up uh, the undead. Draugr, and then there's also the dark elf, the the, the y types. Plus, Colin has previously sculpted Vikings. Um, he did them for his own Saxon miniatures range, um, which Warlord own now. So all of these models are the same size as the Vikings. Right. Warlord. Which is and cool, because that's Conquer- a range I particularly liked as well. Yeah. Conqueror, uh, he did dwarves for them in a Saxon style look. So now you've got some more that would add in a mix with those as well. So there's a couple of other ranges out there that these could be companions to or opponents of. Um, and I absolutely adore the work he's done. They're nice. I have a set of the Vikings already, actually. I've got them years are ago. Really,
3: are any of the older sets available as add-ons for the Kickstarter campaign?
0: No, because they're, they're two different. Well, the dwarves from the last campaign are but the right. other sets, the Vikings and other dwarves belong to two other companies. Um, but they're only all... they in retail. Oh yeah. You can just go to their, their websites and, and pick up go. to add them in. But, uh, but it's a fantastic looking set. The dark elves in particular, I really like the goblin look to them.
3: Yeah, I do. Um,
0: I like These the guys here. That, yeah. The, you've got armored and naked and robed versions, um, which leans in more to either portrayed in the Edda, um, so you know proper dark elves mm, looking feral yes. yeah yeah not, oh, uh. not, not looking like affity elves <laughs> swanning around the place looking like you know pitch black skinned scum lurking around in the dark mining away
1: yeah so, uh, is what I want my dark elves to be the old world who are just rebelling against mummy and daddy yeah and here's some berserkers for you Justin because there's no Charlies anywhere to be seen
0: <laughs> at least these uh, have all got nappies on I suppose so I don't know how historically accurate that is. Yeah. Nappies, but <laughs> I put in a little bit of a wind block there. Come
2: on,
1: oh.
0: it's one way of doing it. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, looking at the Kickstarter, then there are uh, multiple packs. So we have, as you can see, there are nappy wearing, um, humiliated, the outlawed, and the betrayers. So sort of four man packs for your elites slash. I think those would probably still be better as levy the betrayers, but depends depends what you're using your saga force for. <laughs> um, then after that, we have some of the sort of companion packs, so things like the banner bearers are available, and uh, a really nice set of characters, which means you can make your warlord and your priest up as well for saga. Nice a banner bearer. I mean,
2: it's, it's- I, I will say, severely
0: tempting this one.
3: Oh, we have got two out of four so far.
0: <laughs> and, and then after that, you hit the, the big main pack. So there are five packs. Um, each one is a sort of a, an eight-man group with a similar style of weaponry or armor. So the Dishonored, the Doomed, the Shameful, the Treacherous, and the Ill-Favoured. So, you know, it's a, a hefty chunk. If you get one of each of those sets, that's pretty much a Saga Force done and dusted. Obviously, you can't get a specific Saga Force in there, um, but they all break down into sort of heavily armoured or medium yeah. armoured. So and if you've, you've got,
1: got your, your all of these, then you've got a Kraken Saga Force then? Yeah. You've got like eight points or something, don't you? Probably.
0: Uh, yeah, easily. Some of those but bigger there... forces may be able to be split down into a harsh Guard as well, so you could have a couple of different ones, but you can even just run them as Vikings in Saga. Um, that's what I, that's yeah. what I was going
2: to yeah. ask. Is there a... You know a suitable battle board that you would recommend jerry haven't played it oh yeah
0: well the, the viking the, they fit straight into the viking battle board including yeah. berserkers as options uh if you're going to play saga with the age of magic then undead is obviously the way to go um yeah you just yeah. have to find yourself some sort of big nasty monsters as well to tack into there i'm sure there's there's plenty of unusual I viking-esque guess. things
1: i'm sorely tempted because you can paint them up in that dead fashion of, eh, basically I can spray them dark and dry brush them. Mm. Uh, they're yeah, ethereal, ethereal ghosty looking jobbies. And yeah. hey, Presto, you've got a saga army. I could probably get this saga army up and running quicker than I'll have the saga army I've been working out for the last four years. Yep. <laughs> just,
0: just go and stick on the Huntress in the background, <sighs> which is a, a really nice, uh, I think it's a Swedish film, which features a lot of Draugr in it. Spoilers, by the way, if you haven't seen it. <laughs> uh,
2: I just have some scalp playing in the background uh,
0: you, know, you could do My
1: my my resolve is weak My resolve is very weak Because I was having a look at the pledges
0: <laughs> Yeah <where laughs> I was, I was like, just waiting
2: to see Lloyd back
1: I was looking at this one at 150 And I was like, oh But then I thought, I don't actually want the dwarves I basically want, not that I don't like the dwarves But I want everything except the dwarves So I'm thinking, it must be this one At about 85 quid
0: yeah, well, that's the I host. That's you can, not bad. A, a four-point Saga warband is £35.
1: Oh, maybe I'm gilding the lily too much then. So yeah.
0: the the host will get you substantially more um, mm-hmm. that you can sort of sit down and look at. And there's also some packs there as well for people who aren't playing Saga um, but mm. want large units. So it'll be, you know, 28-man sort of packs mm. for, for large mass battle games if you if you want to play that way um, there's your saga
1: warband pledge large saga warband yeah. yeah 52 quid that's not too bad I'm cu- I kind of like the look of this one because it says the entire 63 figure
3: yeah. so collection. that's the one that's been back the most <laughs> okay,
0: that's had yeah. the most
3: backers on that one
0: Advertised. why would you not
3: no exactly it's worth doing that one
0: right in I there I want it all
1: playing Where, in the back of my head how, how are they doing back of my head otherwise because they're 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 more than double what they were looking double, for to yeah. begin with. So, yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, and uh, the delivery looks to be around May time next year. That's not horrendous to wait. No, it's not.
0: And if the last one is anything to go by, they fulfilled that earlier than expected. Oh. Um, That's good. In fact, I th- I think the first one was only supposed to be fulfilled this month or maybe next month. Um, but people right. got their stuff like six weeks ago. So, so yeah, they Colin's an old hand at sculpting. Um, they know what they're doing. They've already done one successfully. So hopefully Ragnarok 2 will go down just mm. as well. And if
1: you're, if you're wondering why I haven't clicked the video,
0: it's because it's just us. <laughs>
1: oh, I mean, <laughs> having a tinwork.
0: It looks hauntingly familiar.
3: I mean, Inception yeah. or what? <laughs> We've traded out the bed. Oh, my God,
0: you've both <laughs> got a top t-shirt. on. <laughs> you're creeping me out. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah, that is uh, Ragnarok two. Yeah, and there is uh, thirty-two days left to go on that one. If you want to jump on board and get yourself some saga goodness, then you can definitely do that. But you might have to ask permission. I uh, never. It's always better to ask forgiveness than permission. You know that.
3: Mm, and after that section, if you are playing along and you have been drinking in that section, you most probably are on the floor. The amount of times Jerry said saga.
1: It hasn't actually. I get away with buying whatever I want these days because I went down to the bank and me and Anna got put onto dual accounts, right? And <laughs> now the bank sends me everything—the transaction that goes out of my account and her account—and sends her nothing. I'm like, <laughs> what's happened here? I am not You know everything. everything. I know everything.
0: <laughs> Say nothing.
1: I can't. That was my account and now your name's at the start and you get notifications about everything.
2: She'll oh, never be able to, you know, surprise you with like a nice rose dinner or something when you're coming home ever again. Cause you're just like, Oh, that's what we're having for dinner
1: tonight. No,
3: the best yeah. thing to Lloyd Low is if she makes a really big purchase and you say, Well, I can buy this army now because I know that you've bought this.
1: So yeah. But I'm also quite lazy at tracking it, so she could probably get away with something, yeah.
0: Way of doing it. Shall we round out the show with one more Kickstarter then? Indeed. And this one is the Dragon's Forge. So it's a STL file building place. You're not actually getting STLs. Um, Well, you, you can get STLs, but this kickstarter is to build the architecture for their website uh so they've, they've decided to go with a interesting um miniature building yes platform it's not the same as hero forge where you have a untold options you just stick them in and start twisting stuff yep. what they've done is they've got sculptors to sculpt miniatures but then, sculpt a ton of options with them specifically for that miniature. So everything is scaled and styled in uh, the way to sort of accentuate that miniature. yeah, but they put it together that you wouldn't be able to well, you could, but the cost would be prohibitive to supply a miniature with twenty heads and several hundred arms or whatever it happens to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in this case, you can go in and put together what your ideal sculpt would be. Uh, and then can either pick up the STLs or pick up miniatures printed at three different levels on three different printers, oh. which they have all sitting ready to rock and, in wheels.
1: Which action. I like. I like that approach because it means you can put a force together of a, of a variety of miniatures that ties together. Whereas if you try to do it in the Hero Forge, you're, you're off either making very similar looking models because you've run out of options to to. Too quickly, if you know what I mean, mm. to have them look yep. similar but different.
3: You'd have to either save over something in in uh, Hero Forge, I presume, save something and edit it and tweak it, or start again. I if think one of the things of- is, yeah. is is
0: it's it's allowing the sculpts to be more like a traditional sculpt that you would buy. Um, it doesn't have the modularity of pose that Hero Forge has, mm-hmm. but because everything is designed to work. With the models, you don't have weird clipping and print issues um, because it, that would print whatever way you put it together because all the parts are designed to go on that model in that place. Uh, so you can be more assured of, of getting a miniature that looks yeah. like they should be standing with that weapon in that orientation, whatever it happens to be.
1: I wonder... Uh, I, I wonder how much about. variety you get, though, because looking at this, right, if this is the minis, this sort of, if this is the starting yeah. set, for example, then I'm not really going to build a warband out of it, possibly, no. because there's all individuals. But I wonder yes. how much difference can you get in this one, for example, to try and get four different looking archers, but based off of the same model? Is there enough? Yeah.
3: I don't that? Really. It's so
1: hard to tell at this point because you've it's
0: not. Multiple, you've multiple poses for, at the moment, there are five types and each of them has a male and female version. So there are 10 in in the current set Mm -hmm. and then each of those when you go in will have a selection of, of options for a pose so i think there are three or four poses for for each one and then within that then there are specific arms and accoutrement that only go on that pose so if you pick a specific pose like somebody's jumping or somebody's flying or they're standing on the ground then the arms will be made for that sculpt so you're you're putting together something like a, a master model essentially um without yeah, going, going in and,
2: your favorite parts
0: yeah so you may find that sword arms are slightly adjusted because they would look incorrect On a model that is standing flat as opposed to one that is moving more dynamically so they may still have the same sword and same thrusting pose or well arm position but the the arm itself will be uniquely sculpted for that so this Mm. is to get the the sort of the architecture together to launch this i think they're hoping to launch in march Uh, next year although they already have things like the sculpting for the the base sets that they have is done this the printers are already on site so this is to get the the mechanics ready to launch the the website and
1: right yes so it's not a case if you download these stls do you still send off can you download the stls and print them yourself
0: yeah so the, the kickstarter the funding will give you uh they call them ingots essentially it's it's credit for their online store and then you can use those to either get yourself STLs And you can see there so five STL files two standard prints or one premium print would cost you about 20 quid um, and they, they've listed the machines they're printing on as well so the the master prints which would be the ones that companies would use um, to actually get master copies before they they produce molds from them is i think like a 4k resolution resin printer Uh, so they actually show the the three different print types and you've seen some of them in the videos as well um at the the sort of basic level is an Mars, i think and then it, it works up from there but they've they've worked on the principle that this will get the architecture and the website ready and then after that add to what they're going to launch with initially um, yeah. So they have stretch goals, sort of in in two tiers, almost, where some of it is unlocking new designs for the website, yeah. and then other things will give you more credit for the app when it launches.
1: So this pretty much clears up my question here. So you can buy the STLs for those yep. ingots, then you can get that standard print quality, and you get the premium print quality, and you get the master print quality. And I think somewhere in the video they were saying they were doing this in partnership with them. Um, I think it's Firestorm Games. Firestorm, yeah. So they're going to take care of the actual posting of these things out to people.
0: Yeah, which... Uh, means they've the got
1: shipping costs for a flat rate. Yeah,
0: which is nice because in these uncertain times, you're going to be perfectly um, sure what way things are going to work out. But it's nice that they've got the structure there that they can just fire this uh, into their, their pick and pack and send it on its way to you. But I really like things like the... Um, Dragora Kai, I'm going to say it is. So it's like some sort of dragon kin. Uh, I quite like, not the the female one, but the male one, who just looks like he's going back nuts, screaming to the heavens. You'll see, he's a bit further down below the halflings.
1: <laughs>
3: oh, Bennet loved that dwarf. I have to say that on behalf of Ben because well, he's not here I mean, saying ben. how much he loves the dwarf. So,
1: yeah, maybe you could get a a, ra- a range of at least four or something out of this because. Um, Hero Forge is very much based around getting your own, this is my own D&D miniature type thing, yeah. rather yeah. than making groups of minis. It'll be nice to see if this can be something I could twist into. I want four dwarves. Can I use this base model? Because it looks like there's quite a, quite a combination of stuff. One hundred, hundreds of custom parts and thousands of combinations. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, when you add in things like, even if the the base armor, I suppose, is the same or the base, the base sculpt is the same because you've got Two or three various poses, and then all the various arms and armament to give them. If you think about most um commercial units, squads, yeah. blister packs, whatever you want to call them, in most cases they're only working from three or four body types, and then you'll have those sort of repeating. In this one, you'd be doing pretty much the same thing. If you think of them like dollies, yeah, um, that you're putting together, you can see there are some of the other bits and pieces they're they're planning on doing, including that massive demon painting, a, a painting the little dwarf with the uh, hammer over his shoulders. So assuming that's Ben in demon form.
3: Yeah, I guess so, yeah. That's where he is about. this week.
2: <laughs> was somewhere along this I was scrolling, I think I saw a dwarf with a miniature of himself on his helmet.
0: Could Brilliant. be. If you keep going down, you'll see. The, there you go. So there's, there's the caster and the three different poses okay. that they have. I think, like I said, I think oh, again, there's the oh, there we off, go. Yeah. three different poses. So it wouldn't take much oh, to I make, make units in some fashion, um, up to and including, you know, pig riding calf.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> because although it's fun and whatnot in, in Hero Forge to sit and go, I'm going to move the head this way, I'm going to move the head that way. I'm not sure if that's in here, but I wouldn't be surprised if it isn't in here, because... It means that they've got more control over making sure all these bits and pieces fit together. Yeah, and the, the, from my perspective, I think I prefer it that way. Of put some limitations in, so as I can just quickly go, I oh, like this, this, and this, and this, and I'm not spending all day farting around with something. You know, I'd rather just hmm. clip it together as as like a, a virtual. It's virtual sprue, I suppose, at that yeah. point, isn't it?
3: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because you've got all your different... That's that's literally how I saw it. You have a sprue with all your different types of heads, all your different types of weapons, all your different... But it's virtual. That's exactly you how it's... You don't have to worry about only having one of them in the box. No, and losing it.
1: <laughs>
0: and that's exactly it. You don't have the orientation fiddling that you have with Hero Forge because
1: mm-hmm. they've,
0: they've sacrificed that to make the sculpts as close to physical created sculpts, I suppose. Yes, but I
1: and when you say sacrificed, I don't think it is necessarily a sacrifice. It's no. a different way of doing it. Yeah. But what it's going to allow them to do is have, make sure that they can do more intricate stuff. Because yeah. Hero Forge limits what it can do in, in a little bit because it's in a fashion where it, has, it says, well, this has to be able to move and this has to be able to do that. Everything and that'll that'll limit the amount of sculpting and whatnot they can do on <laughs> particular bits. Whereas this, so they put a few... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? A few limitations in. They can go, right, well, we know what we're working to to make sure that this sculpt looks good and
0: works with yeah. these bits. Yeah. I mean, the, well, there's no way you're going to be able to see it, but there's clipping where part of his gauntlet is coming through the front of his shield. It's a
1: Hero Forge one, is it?
0: Yeah, simply because the orientation I chose on it. And it didn't matter how I twisted and turned things, there was still always a bit of his gauntlet sticking through, and there's no way to sort of scrub that bit out they've chose to essentially manufacture an stl sprue so that all of the bits will always fit you can't mess it up which is important when you're paying what could be an awful lot of money if you're going for a a high quality master yeah quality print you know 4k print which would be the equivalent of getting a master sculpt done Uh, yeah so at that point you don't want unusual clipping or strange orientation of yeah. parts
1: you want to know that it's just going to work especially if you're yeah. going to go in and go oh well, i'm going to order i'm going to make myself a unit here you're not ordering one miniature you're ordering like a bunch hmm. yeah
2: That'd and depending fun. on how big you want to make that unit if you do grab your stls you can bring out multiples of the same person because you do get that in like regular units across the industry yeah for unit just unit fillers thing. yeah and so if you design one of your guys to be you are mr bog standard you're mr windy wind don't really care about you you look great you work perfectly here's a couple of nice extra hero guys so it doesn't like blow out of proportion where everybody has to be individual
0: they are aiming like i said to have this up and running for march um with the initial backers sort of getting first run at it. but they're not resting on the laurels so depending on what they unlock here um obviously that that's what the site will go live with but they're planning on adding sort of 10 new kits or 10 new nice. models every month. Uh, well, what? Wow. Yep. Um so as long as people are interested, and people are going to back Whoa. them and get in there. There is definitely room for aggressive expansion, I
1: have to say. Aggressive. aggressive <laughs> Let, let's see how they're going on Dragon's Forge miniature. Uh and there are 2000 at the minute. So they're just under halfway funded.
0: Yeah. And at the time of filming, they launched this four hours ago. Yeah. Five <laughs> hours ago, something like that. So, you know, there's, there's a 29 days left by the time you see this. I imagine by the time you see this, they'll probably be funded as well.
2: And
1: oh, I'd say to batter yeah.
0: down some of the stretch goals that they've got in there.
1: Yeah. Cool. And it's an in browser app as well. That's, it's not a separate app running just running in your browser. Very similar to Hero Forge. Just he think, was. Hero Forge, then, with um, with the ability to just go click, 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 and without all the posing.
2: It's just a digital
1: sprue. Yeah, digital sprue. Right, that's cool. I like that a yeah. lot. Is that like us? That, have we finished?
0: That wraps us up for this week. Hey. <laughs> uh, remember, if you want to be able a chance to win Kill Team Octarius, you need to be a subscriber to our YouTube channel. So go and do that now. We're getting very, up very close.
1: Very
0: close. close. So close. little more, guys. And if you fancy spending more time with us this weekend, and let's face it, who wouldn't? You can come over to on tabletop.com and join us for the XLBS on Sunday morning, where we waffle about all things hobby, yours and ours. If you're not a member of the Cult of Games, you can get a 30 day trial for free, gratis. It'll cost you nothing. Just sign up and browse away. Otherwise, we will see you again next Friday. So until then, bye-bye. Go ahead and check out our other content on screen now. And while you're at it, why not hit subscribe and remember to ding our dong. Go on, you know you want to click it. Go on.